iHeartRadio. This is Greg in the Morning Buzz. You know, earlier in the show, when we were talking about our guest that's coming up, um, we got into the discussion uh, about Billy Joel and, and what, what your favorite Billy Joel song is. And, you know, the Glass Houses album, for me, was like, uh, was, was Billy's, de- you know, putting his foot in the, I don't know, the new wave, the punk rock stuff. But, man, I don't know how, in trying to pick what my favorite Billy Joel song is, how you don't it go right to the bottle of red, bottle of white, whatever kind of mood you're in tonight. But then the more I think about that, the more I think about the prelude and the angry young man. Tough to pick, right? Do you have a favorite? I don't know what my favorite would be. Yeah. I will say. Uptown girl. Is that your, yours? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not, I, yeah you, you strike me as an uptown. Uh, I also like River my, of Dreams my is good. My favorite for the longest time is She's Always a Woman. It's great. I loved that song so much. Kelly, and what did you say was your favorite? For years it was Angry Young Man, and then I just got burnt out on it. And, mm-hmm. and Big Shot, no matter when it comes on, boom, I yeah. crank it. And nobody said Piano Man. The staple. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, so it's a staple, but yeah. You know, you forget. But Piano Man is one of those songs you've heard forever, and you forget how damn good it is. And then when you see Billy Joel do it live, you're like, now I know why it's a great song. Um, but next Friday, Flying Monkey, we've talked about this guy. He's, he, he's living his dream. I, I got to assume it's the American dream come true. Here's this singer, Mike Del Judas, right, Who uh, who's playing in a band that plays Billy Joel tunes. And then one day, the skies open up, <laughs> and his dream comes true. And Mike is joining us now uh, on the phone. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm good. Good morning, guys. How are you? I'm good. But now, now Mike is uh, is the front man and sings in the band Big Shot, which is coming to the Flying Monkey next Friday. We will have some tickets. If you're a Billy Joel fan, you're going to love it. And I know that because Billy himself loves it. <laughs> and which is awesome. So, Mike. What a story. And I know you've told it a million times, but it's so cool. It's everybody's dream to have mm-hmm. th- this guy that they love call them up. What was that like? I'm going to start right with the phone call or however it was that Billy Joel found out about you and then you became part of his band. Uh, it, it definitely the final uh, chapter was when Tommy Burns uh, came up to me probably about three weeks before the rehearsals and said, hey, you know, I think uh, Billy's going out and we're doing something in Europe. Uh, we're going to need somebody to come and rehearse the band and, and all that stuff. And, you know, Billy doesn't go to all the rehearsals. He'll come to the last couple and just make sure everybody's got everything together. So I said, yeah, well, give me, you know, if that happens, I'd love to do that. Give me a call. I didn't hear anything for like three, four weeks. I thought, you know, maybe I I didn't get it or whatever. And then I get a phone call. Hey, do you want to do that? Do you want to do that? But, you know, from Tommy again and from BR, Brian Ruggles, his sound guy, uh, Billy sound guy. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I said, I absolutely, would love it. So it was like maybe a couple of days later, we started rehearsals. We did them at, I think we rehearsed at the Paramount um, in in New York, in Huntington, uh, which has become our kind of home base staple up here, too, on, on, the, on the North Shore. Uh, and started doing the rehearsals. We did three days of rehearsals. And then um, all of a sudden, the night before, I had found out that Billy was coming on a Tuesday. Uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't seen him yet, so I was... Still just kind of like, you know, nervous, right. waiting for him to get there. So he showed up kind of around lunchtime. And, and uh, the, the night before, I got a strange call. And it was one of those, you know, and he got a passport. One of those questions. Right. And I was like, oh, that's an odd question. 
to ask me, you know, I'm like, uh, yeah, I have a passport. I'm like, why are you asking me that question? So I just assumed naturally they liked the rehearsal thing and they wanted me to maybe, you know, go sound check the band, rehearse the band in Europe if they needed that, right. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I still didn't know. And then all of a sudden, you know, the morning of that rehearsal when we knew he was coming for lunch, he's, you know, shows up at lunchtime and I, all morning it was the same thing. Yeah, yeah, we need paperwork, we need this. So I was, I knew something was going on, but I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. And then they're like, you know the stuff on guitar? I was like, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, I didn't, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's always some degree of lying. Yeah, There's yeah, always some degree buffer. of stretching the truth. I love that. Go ahead. That's funny. Well, well, well because, because I do have the stuff in my hands on the piano, which means I do, I do know all the songs on guitar also. It's just mm -hmm. a matter of I've never like sat down and played through them all or anything like that. But I was like, right. yeah, I got, I got this. No problem. So, yeah. And then Billy shows up around lunchtime, comes walking through the room. I could see him. I'm nervous. You know, it was like, uh, wasn't the first time I met him, but it was a good 12, 15-year gap between the mm -hmm. two times. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the first time I actually spoke with him, spoke with him. So he, he comes through and he says, hey, you want to get up and jam with us? You know, rehearsal and whatever, whatever, play, you know, sing some harmonies. And I was like, yeah, I would love that. So I'm, you know, I'm crapping my pants. You know? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so I was like, I get in there, we rehearsed for maybe a good half hour, uh, 45 minutes. You know, we just, we just ran through a bunch of songs that I was, I guess, going to sing harmony on and we were going to do together. And, and then before you know it, it was over. He just stood up and he said, you know, I want to talk to Mike, you know. And then everybody, a couple people kind of walked over with me as I was walking over to him. And then he's like, no, 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 just Mike alone. I want to talk to Mike alone. And uh -oh. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. So there we go. We go around the curtain and we're hanging out by the stairs. And he's just like, it was like this, it's like picture like a, a, a shy kid coming over and asking you a question. That's how he was. He was so humble and so like, yeah, you know, I know you got your band and I don't want to like get in the way of anybody's stuff. And he like was really buttering up the beginning of it and feeling bad almost that it, you know, like he right. was doing something wrong by asking me. And I right. said, you want to go on, you want to go on the road in Europe? Of course, I uttered, you know, uttered a. A, a cursing statement. <laughs> you know, I just said, are you, you know, blanking me, blanking, kid, blanking kidding me, right, you know? Right, right, right. And he goes, no, no, you know, we're going out for whatever, whatever. I was like, say no more. I said, my band will understand. And if they don't, they're going to have to. <laughs> yeah. That's something I'm, I'm you know, uh, passing up. And they, they were great. My band was great about it. They were like, wow, that's awesome, you know. So, and, and it was it. I mean, it was a magic day. It was like, uh, indescribable, the euphoria, and it just came out of nowhere. You yeah. know, I was, just was not expecting that. So, so. You, you're playing for you played in the band for 18 years, and all of a sudden you're playing not only in your band, the Big Shot, which still you still play in, but you're actually yep. touring with the guy whose songs you sing on any given night when you're playing with Big Shot. And now Mike is not only tours and sings with Billy Joel, but also you know plays uh, acoustic guitar. And uh, to me, that is just the coolest of rock stories. You know that you would think like. With Mark Wahlberg in, in the movie Rockstar, you know, is a story that's too good. It's such a fairy tale. It almost feels like it, it has to be made up. But in your case, it's not. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th I think the difference is a lot of people always use, use the movie Rockstar. And the difference is that that was a band um, that, you know, had a lead singer, but it was a band. Right. Uh, this is like, this is weird for me. I guess I never expected to play with him because I played his stuff. Right. So I did, like, I, I never, I always thought to myself, what, what room would there be for me? They already have great musicians. They already yeah. have great singers in the right. band. Everybody sings. I just so happened on that Europe tour, though, that um, Mark Rivera and Andy Sashan 
were both not on that tour because they were still finishing out and get their engagements with uh, mm-hmm. Shania Twain and Ringo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark plays with Ringo and, and Andy with Shania. So mm-hmm. it just happened to be that they really needed my voice at that point. And they needed another voice, and it turned out because I sound like Billy or I sing Billy stuff. Yeah, we noticed that we noticed during the rehearsals that you know the doubling of me and him together was, was very album esque. You oh, know, yeah. very back to the very back to the album. So he he really liked that, and that's what I think got you know really got the whole situation going. But it was it was such a you know an emotional oh, day. I was I calling bet. everybody in my life, just like you know, I'm going, oh my god, you're yeah. not going to believe this. Old girlfriends that you that dumped you, yeah, you're hey, calling them. Mike, hey, yeah. by the way, this is uh, <laughs> the other ones. The other ones that say, hey, give it up. Yeah, you Mike Del Judas is on the phone with us. He is the lead singer, of Big Shot. He also tours with Billy Joel's band and. Uh, uh, Kelly Brown has he's going to be at the Flying Monkey next Friday night. Go ahead, Kelly. Mike, I know you grew up in Long Island, and Billy Joel grew up on Long Island. But when was it that you really started to get into Billy Joel music? Uh, it was in high school. It was probably um, early years, though. Probably about fifteen years old, fourteen, fifteen. Uh, I went through a phase where I was doing a lot of gospel music, so I really wasn't listening to any regular radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I was even before that just heavily influenced um, by you know Billy Elton, McCartney, a lot of those you know, earlier artists, I started to really get into him, I'd say, when I was 16. Yeah. Because that's when my piano playing started to get a little better. I was a real hack in the beginning, and I still am, but, you know, mm-hmm. I would compare to him, but, you know, it just, he, his stuff is not simple. So, um, so probably around 16 or 17, and, and then, uh, you know, everything just kind of, you know, accelerated from there with the instrument learning and the, the piano playing, but, I mean, that was, yeah, that was tough stuff to learn. That common ground, right? That Because when you think of performers from New York, well, I don't know why B- Billy Joel's got to be one of the things for any rock fan to go, oh, Billy Joel, obviously New York State of Mind. That commonality, that common dirt that you share uh, with Billy Joel, that had to be a big part of why you were attracted to his stuff, no? Absolutely, yeah. You know, there's something, there's something to be said about the people that there's so much talent on Long Island. I mean, and I'm not just blowing smoke up Long Island's butt, but I mean, I mean it's, you know, every street corner you got somebody. You're like, wow, that guy can sing. You know, like I mean, every yeah. band has got somebody that's really talented, and it's mm-hmm. like, uh, it's really a breeding ground to earn a living. I mean, for some for some bands, you know, a lot of cover bands are doing really well. Yeah, pretty much just here. You yeah. know, there's not a lot of places in the country that you can really work in one area and right. earn a living, or you know. So it's definitely that commonality, and it's and it's the fact that you know his lyrics is, are just so powerful, and they're just so uh, personal. I, and I think everybody grabs that immediately. You know, oh, he agree. has a way of taking like lyrics and just you know yeah. making them sound like he wrote them for you. So yeah, I agree. I, I want to ask just a quick question about, about Billy. Now that you go you go on tour with him, you're playing the shows. Uh, do you play the shows at the Garden? I know he he's got a residency or, or something there. I mean, you playing those shows too, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, officially now in, That's so cool. I mean, it's been fi- it almost fi- we're going on our fifth year now for me on my fifth year. Uh, we do the garden every month. We're on I think our fifty ninth show or something Crazy. like that. So um, my, in, my, in the yeah, that one. My question is is you know here's a guy who walked away from the business. He said I'm not touring anymore. I'm done with it. I'm not going to make records anymore because you know he had had enough. And you can only I can see that happening. To anybody, the the business is so brutal that after a while, I can imagine you. I just want to deal with it anymore. But along comes the love of performing. You miss it. It seems like now, and I don't. You can't really speak to how he was earlier in his career, but it seems like now he's loving it more than ever. Being out there on stage every night when he plays Fenway, you know, up here in New England, you know, uh, he seems to be enjoying it more than ever. Do you? Does he say that? No, it's just pretty. It's just pretty evident around the camp. I mean, I you know, it's 
the, the camp always knows Billy's pulse. And what I mean by that is, you know, like in the course of a month, you'll know like how the gigs went. Did he like them? Did he not? And yes, right now, um, he's, he's on fire. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's finally beloved in the press. He's never had that before. You know, it must be really nice for a guy who not only deserves it and earned it. I mean, really earned his stripes, but nice for him to, to wake up in the morning after a concert and really read a kind review. I mean, almost every review is positive. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge thing. And you know what? And it is the love of the game. We're artists, we're performers, sure. we're entertainers, whatever we do, we're writers. And I'm a writer too. It's like, we can't stop. He's not stopping writing. He just gave up on writing pop music. Right. You know, it's like, he's like, I'm done writing that kind of music. Cause let's face it. He really, he killed it. You know, he, from 75 yeah. to, you know, 96. I mean, he oh, really killed it. Hit after hit after hit. It's just, you know, I've seen Billy probably seven times. I can't imagine somebody giving him a bad review, to, to be honest. I mean, I, I've seen him seven times every at every phase throughout his career, and he's he's that good. And uh, Mike is going to be when Mike is uh, up at the Flying Monkey next week, and he also you, I don't know if people know he he writes music obviously, but you wrote the Kevin Can Wait theme song, didn't you? Isn't that from one of your records too? Yeah, yeah, actually, that's sweet. from um, yeah from the My Street record. But yeah, that that's but that's so, the thing. I mean, it's you know. He, he just loves music, you know yeah. what I mean? He's never. I, I, you, you can always say you're going to quit. I could say I'm, you know, I reach a point yeah. even in the color thing. I've been doing it for 18 years. I'm like, I think I've had it, but you know, but it's a right. good living. But I think I've had it, and yeah. I'm tired, and you know. And then all of a sudden, if you, if I stop working, we have a drought for like three weeks. Right. I'm like, I'm gnawing. Yeah, I right. I to go work. I want to play. I want to play. I want to work. You know. So uh, you- I think ultimately it's just built in us. It's built in him, and he's not. I, you know, I can't see him stopping until he's just ready to say, "I need a break." What you gotta do, what you gotta do, Mike, is you gotta make sure the guys in Big Shot, I think they gotta know Mike's pulse. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) You gotta know Mike's pulse. And when Mike has a bad show, you're gonna know. I want the whole camp to know everybody, you know. Um, What is it? We were talking about our, what are we, we're talking about our favorite song, and I know that you perform all the time, but is there one for you? I mean, for me, when I think of Billy Joel, strangely enough, the first song that comes to mind isn't Piano Man. It's Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. You know, when I put on The Stranger, that has a sound that takes me back to the moment I put it on the turntable after I bought the album in my bedroom as a kid. What song yeah. is it for you that is today, even though you've been performing them for whatever, how many years, you still go, I still love this song? Uh, you just named the song. Yeah. That's my favorite song. Yeah. Dine Restaurant is my favorite song. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and it never fails. It never fails at a show. It never fails at a concert. It never fails to keep me not bored playing yeah. a song. Yeah. Like, it's so, it's, there's so many different parts. It, mm-hmm. it was was recorded in a time where you can have a seven-minute song on the radio, a six-minute oh, yeah. song on the radio. It's, yeah. You know, those days are gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, it's an amazing tune. It brings the garden to the to its feet. I mean, it literally brings it just screaming and ovations, yeah. roars. It's just, uh, and yeah, it's, again, it's those lyrics, you know, Brenda yeah. and Eddie, and you know, he makes it so personal and sounds, it's just all so, like, it's palatable. You well, know, you can really relate. Kelly Brown on our show didn't think it was Brenda and Eddie. At first I thought it was Brenda, uh, there's an Italian girl named Brenda Ronetti. <laughs> <laughs> was, the song didn't make on. sense. Didn't make right. sense. I don't get I, it. I caught on eventually. Brenda Renetti, um, she had it already. By the yeah, yeah. Do you guys still perform? <laughs> do you guys still perform a lot of the early stuff from Songs in the Attic, like Captain Jack, Street Life Serenader, Los Angelinos, that type of stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah. The thing about like the set lists are always, you know, to play the hits or not to play the hits, and how many hits do you play, mm-hmm. and how many rarities do you play, and how many whatever. And there's sure. so many people on the fan pages that just bust 
you know, chops with Billy Bob. Why doesn't he play more of his B-sides and, his, you know, play all that stuff? And the truth is, he's cause it's because he's smart. He wants to stay around. Yeah, you know? right. That's <laughs> just the way it is. Yeah. You know, people people don't, people who are like tourists who are coming to the garden or even people that haven't seen him in a long time, they don't want to, you know, I know how they feel. They don't want to come to a concert and sit and listen to a bunch of new songs. Right. That's how I was when I was younger. I mm-hmm. always wanted to hear the one mm-hmm. I knew. Mm-hmm. So I think... It's a battle always every night. To which which album cut are we going to put on, or album cuts are we going to put in that are going to not kill the show, not kill the vibe, but actually people will like and listen to and enjoy. And that yeah. usually goes by the kind of venue it is. If it's yeah. a stand up venue where people are like up and dancing, usually the ballads are kind of out and the and the, the rarities are out. But yeah. on, in a seated theater or a seated place where people are listening, we have a tendency to do a little bit more of that as well as other stuff. You know, we break off and do a bunch of different stuff throughout the night, well, acoustic good. stuff. Uh, you know, the classic rock stuff. So yeah. it's, it's a, we go on a little bit of an odyssey there. Crazy story. It's a, it's a great story. It's an amazing uh, Mike story. And, Mike and uh, the band uh, a Big Shot going to be at the Fly Monkey next uh, Friday night. We do have some tickets if you want to go. 888 uh, Great to talk to you, Mike. Great story. I'm happy for you. You know, lucky you, man. Good for you. I, I really appreciate uh, you coming be, on with us be, today, man. Yeah, thank you so much. You're thank welcome. you. Beyond, I'm beyond blessed and I'm grateful. It's Good for you. It's been a great ride. And, you know, thanks so much. All right, buddy. Uh, Friday night at the Fly Monkey. Thanks, Mike. Take care, man. Um, Take care. Pretty cool. Mike Del Judas, the man is a uh, big shot. All right, triple eight five five six rock. We go into the closet. Yes, you gotta I'm go. Go, I'm going to the closet. It is uh, final vinyl, ladies and gentlemen. Laura's going to choose. It's coming up right after this. We'll be right back. Meet you.